Ray, you know what makes me happy? I think I do, but I want you to tell me. Our season three sponsor, Smoke Sessions Barbecue. Oh my gosh, that makes me happy too. Yeah, you know, we visited this place a while back for the first time, and every time we make a trip down to Texas, we go out of our way to go to Roy City, Texas. Uh, I mean, it's like, what, an hour uh, east of the Dallas-Fort Worth area? It is. It's not that far out of the way at all. It's right off of I-30. Yeah, and dude, this is... I, I don't know how to describe how great this barbecue is. The brisket, the turkey, the pulled pork. I, I I have yet to have anything that wasn't just really, really darn good, man. And I got to tell, I got to tell everybody Wednesdays. That's the key, right? Yes. There's something special every Wednesday, Mike. Tell them about it. It's, it's the barbecue burrito. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's this thing. I, I watched it on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I've, I've watched it for like a couple of years before I actually got there on a Wednesday. Cause you know, you and I usually pop in like on a weekend, but we finally got there on a Wednesday and I got to have this burrito and it is out of this world. No, I agree dude. It's life changing. It's like, it's one of those burritos you don't realize will change the path of your life until you have it. And then the sun gets brighter, the clouds part, your belly gets full and somewhere angels appear and just start singing to you. It's that kind of barbecue burrito. So smoke sessions, barbecue, uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, uh, they're in Roy City, Texas. They're about to open a brick and mortar, a new brick and mortar spot there in Roy City. They're going to have some great craft beer and some of the best Texas barbecue you've ever had. Check them out, follow them. And when you're in the area, stop by and tell them Mike and Big Race at you from Craft Beer Bucket List. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another fantastic episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. Normally, I introduce myself first, but I want to do something different. And Mike is pretty awesome. We should hear his name first. So we have Mike, and I'm Big Ray, and uh, we're going to talk about some beer tonight. Mike, are you ready to talk about beer? Uh, I've been ready to talk about beer since this time last week. How fantastic. I'm always ready to talk about beer. Um, believe it or not, I talk about it quite often and, uh, I don't, I don't suspect that's a bad thing considering we host a, a podcast with beer literally in the name. Um, but I, I'm excited for tonight. Um, and tonight's it's special for, for two reasons. Um, one, we're featuring all Oklahoma beers, which is cool. I mean, I kind of live in Oklahoma. I like to rep local. I always talk about drink local and everything else. So, uh, you kind of live in Oklahoma. I, yeah, you know, kind of, sort of. <laughs> kind of live there. But uh, I'm putting my beer where my mouth is. Like when I say that, wait. Put my money that sounds my, good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, but before we go too much farther, um, our sticker sponsor tonight, even uh, local. So we've got some stickers from Elk Valley out of Oklahoma City. Check them out at Elk Valley Brew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, to get your grubbies on some of these stickers, Drop us a message with Brother Dave's, and uh, Brother Dave's. we will send you. We will send you some stickers. That has so a kind sure. of, that kind of a special meaning. Did you know that? You know, you know, I I'm not familiar with this special meaning, but I'm sure you'll tell us. 
So the the proprietor of Elk Valley um, had a good friend that um, kind of helped him with his brewing, home brewing initiation, right? Uh, his friend Dave. Okay. And uh, that, that gentleman passed away before the brewery started. Oh. And this is kind of okay. their homage uh, to Dave. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, the other part is, is cool. Oak Valley. I think, I think their logo is so killer. I like the colors. I like the style. It's, I, I just think it's pretty unique. Uh, I really like it, like it a lot. So I do too. I'm, I'm a big you. fan. And so what beer, what beer was that? Latte Nemesis. Remember that beer? Latte Nemesis. Yeah. I just, yes. Positive I vibes. I just felt better Good just vibes. saying it aloud. So, no, right? Yeah. Told, all, all right. All the so, vibes, Mike. All the vibes. You know. Uh, before we uh, introduce our special guest, I want to talk about our special beers. <laughs> our, special <laughs> our beers we have. Yeah. Our beers. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, Ray, you're going to, you're, so we're all going to have one different beer. Yep. You're going to have Anthem Always in Love. Correct. Uh, I'm going to have Marshall's Grand Lake Light. And our special guest is going to be drinking Nothing's Left. These nuts. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Tabby Burwell. She's the executive director of the Craft Brewers Association of Oklahoma. How are you doing, Tabby? I'm great. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, so I know uh, we, we talked a little bit about this before uh, we started, but I know in, in the grand scheme of things, you're relatively new. How long have you been there uh, with the Craft Brewers Association? Uh, August was a year, so just a little over a year since I joined on staff. And uh, I know that previous to that, uh, you were in the Oklahoma City area doing something else. You want to talk a little bit about your history of how you how you kind of got to where you're at? For sure. Yeah, I am. Um, my background is public relations. I've been in PR in Oklahoma City uh, for the last 16 years. Uh, but most recently, I worked for Visit OKC, where I promoted tourism in Oklahoma City for the last seven years. Um, my job was media relations and communication, and my job ideally was to bring in media to talk about Oklahoma City and get us on, you know, front covers of magazines and made it on the Today Show. Uh, and how I got this job, I, I think this is how I got this job. Uh, we have launched a, a new campaign for Oklahoma City and kind of identifying who Oklahoma City was as a modern frontier is kind of the campaign. Uh, and I went to Poots and said, hey, I want to do a beer. Like, how can I roll out a beer with the modern frontier and call it the modern frontier? And he said, I have the perfect opportunity. We're, we're looking at doing something in Homeland. Uh, and so that kind of kicked off right around February of 2020. And then pandemic hit. And uh, half of our staff was let go in May of 2020. Uh, so I was without a job. And so I, ironically, Sean came to me um, from Poots and said, hey, I want you to run our guild. And I had no idea what a guild was. <laughs> um, and he said, I want you to be the executive director of the Top Brewers Association. Uh, your background is in marketing. And one thing that we have done really well is lobby for this group, but we've done no marketing to promote craft beer. Uh, so that's why I'm here. Very cool. And yeah, I think because awesome. you're a special guest that you should open your beer first. Okay. And what we do, Tabby, is you try to make the best, loudest, coolest beer crack that you can. Well, let me get it closer to the microphone. Right, exactly. Ray, you got to take pointers from Tabby here. I will. 
that was as loud as I could get it. Uh, great. You want to go next, sir? Sure, I will. All right, here we go. All right. We we usually save the best for last, right, Ray? It's true. <laughs> well, that echoed. So, oh, wow, that, that had some let's bad see. reverb on it. So we'll have to see who's <laughs> who's better in post. So the, the running joke, Tabby, is that it doesn't matter what happens. I got to beat Ray. Uh, so, well, yeah, I wasn't going to win anyway, right? I don't know. I so. It, what we found out is it really changes. Like, um, you know, we each hear it differently. And when we go to post, sometimes, uh, you know, it changes completely depending on, you know, what the audio file does versus how we hear it. So I'm, I'm going to say uh, you're the winner. I don't think it matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> we be like a, a beer. We're right. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess, uh, Tabby, while you're taking a drink of yours, uh, I'll kind of introduce it, and then uh, you can tell us a little bit about what you think. Uh, so Tabby's going to be drinking D's Nuts uh, from Nothing's Left. They're out of Tulsa, Ray, right in your backyard. Yes, um, and you can find it. I mean, they're on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, at Nothing's Left Brewing. Um, and we've, well, I'm sure Tabby as well, we visited this place uh, maybe a dozen times each. So uh, what do you think? Tell us about your beer. Well, obviously, I'm drinking these nuts. It's a uh, stout from Nothing's Left. Um, you know, what's funny is the first time I had this beer was a week before I started this job. Um, and I went to Welltown's Oktoberfest last year. Or maybe the week after I started the job, something like that. And I met Lacey and Travis from Nothing's Left, and they gave us um, some of their beer and really fell in love with the stout. I used to not think I was a stout fan. Uh, and then I drank this beer. So you like peanut butter. Uh, you like chocolate. That's what this beer really, the flavor of this beer is peanut butter and chocolate. So it's not like a Reese's, I would say. It's a lot lighter. Um, my husband likes to say it tastes like a wafer, like the kind you used to get when you were younger. And it's like the thin wafer, the house, how, how he describes it. I just think it's a little bit lighter of a, a peanut butter flavor. I think that's, and that's, I mean, most of the time when I have the peanut butter beers, I think sometimes they're just coming on too strong. That's what I'll say. Well, it's, it's funny, I talked to Lacey at Nothing Bluff um, about this beer, actually. Um, and she said they put several different types of peanut butter in it. So that's, I think, what makes it a little bit different. So people try to replicate their beer, and she said what's happening is like they're not using several different types of peanut butter in the beer. I'm going to have to pick, I've never had it, so I'm going to have to pick up some, I think. Oh. Well, yeah. I, you I, I don't try. know, dude. Like, I've, oh, I've been. Truth be told, I may have had it and just not remember, but I don't remember having it. Well, they have a double these nuts. Too. I saw that when I was looking online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The double. Good. If the you double. can't have one, you get to have two. <laughs> God. Right. I, you know, <laughs> well, you got to take those jokes when they're available, you know. I know. Yeah. I mean, when you guys asked me what beer I wanted to drink, I really contemplated and it was going to be better. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll be immature about it for a while. It's delicious. It's amazing. And um, nothing's left. Um, when, when the first time I went there, they had, I forget, and I'm going to, this is going to sound bad. Their taproom manager was talking to, was it you and me, Ray? I don't remember if it was oh, you possibly. and me or somebody. So anyway, he, he was just uh, so genuinely 
so at the time I was part owner of a brewery in Kentucky and, um, I don't know if I told him that or, you know, I don't know how this came out, but like, he was like all about like asking me questions and like, I'm like, dude, like this guy has tons of experience and he was so nice and so interested. I like engaging and I just, I, f- I feel bad that I don't remember his name to be honest. Because I remember he had, he had uh like hipster looking glasses. If, is that the, is that the right way to say it? You know, like he had, he wore glasses, but they were the, definitely like the, the hipster rims. I'm, I'm digging a hole. I'm not going to get out of. <laughs> So, but he was super nice. I guess is my point. Yeah, he was super nice. And and that's what I remember when, when people talk about nothing's left, that's the first thing I remember about how nice he was. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think I'm glad the beer is great and I've had some great beer, but I think it's very cool that that's the first thing that comes to my mind. So, yeah, probably the nicest people in the world for me. I feel like from a brewery standpoint, I mean, I deal with a lot of breweries. Um, and brewers. Um, they're very responsive. They're fun. Um, you know, and they're, they have they're raising two little kids too in the middle of winning a brewery. And Travis uh, has another job. Lacey had another job on top of owning a brewery. Like, it's just amazing what you can do. And uh, they have a passion, clearly. Right. And, and, you know, them, just like several others, that, that comes through, you know, like it's. Um, your, your brewery is a reflection of who you are and what you're into. Um, Ray, uh, do you want to go next? Do you want to uh, tell us about your beer? Yeah, so I am drinking the Always in Love. It's an India Pale Lager. Okay. Uh, so, and every, you know, if anyone's ever listened to this, everyone knows I'm a hophead. I'm all about the IPAs, the India Pale Ales. Uh, admittedly, I've never had an India Pale Lager. I saw this and I'm like, I have to try this. I've got to try the India Pale Lager. And it may be like you, maybe I've had it in the past and just don't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall having one quite like this. Um, and it's like, you know, it's uh, pretty, it's, it's good. Um, it's still very hot forward. Um, now I thought I gave I, you an India Pale Lager from Natural State out of Rogers. So Did I not give you like, one? You may have given me one. Um, I've, I'm like you. I've got stacks of beer, right? So there's a good number of beers you may have given me that I just haven't drank yet because I have uh, stacks of beer. Fair right? enough. Um, fair. It, yeah, go so, ahead. Sorry. But in in any case, I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with this. It's still got all the the hoppy goodness I look for. It's got that punch in the tongue. Now the mouthfeel is a little different, right? To be expected. Um, it's a this is a little more carbonated, uh, I think, than a, than an IPA would be. I uh, totally expect that with the lager. Uh, but it's it's delivering, and uh, I enjoy that. And, and from Anthem, of course, I I don't believe I've ever had a bad beer from Anthem. These guys do a, consistently do a fantastic job. And uh, I, I'm digging it so far. Anthem Arjuna is mm. probably my favorite, one of my favorite beers. Uh, is it, that's their wit beer, right? Am, am I thinking I, the right one? <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had uh, a pregame beer and a pre pregame beer, and now the podcast beer, and it's been a long day. I'll be yeah. honest. So I got so, so yeah. So I got a Sorry. quick caveat. What what, sure. what was your pregame beer? Tell me your pregame beer real quick. Which one? 
This is the one you had right before. Oh, you know, uh, we did a little pre-podcast conversation. Sure, it's uh, Stones Buena Vesa. It's a salt and lime lager, yeah. um, and it was it was pretty good. It, uh, if you've ever had like the Shiner uh, sea salt and lime or whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, it's very similar to that. Um, so it's it's, okay. it's it's in that same family, and it's and it's pretty good. And uh, I got you know it has the Day of the Dead um, type. Uh, artwork and oh, whatnot yeah. so it's pretty right. good um yeah i like it uh my pre pre-game beer um was the um left hand peanut butter stout so i was so earlier oh, I, was tell, I was telling you i was getting a bunch of beer ready for uh, my upcoming trip and i was loading yep. it all in my cooler and man it just it called my name it's like mac mac and i drank it Oh, I feel it. No, that, so, that is a good beer from from left yeah. hand. I've had a, a good number of those. And so, but that, um, I mean, it was there was probably an hour break between that and the, the stone, and then now I'm onto my. I'm you know I don't know what do they call it a hat trick when you do three in a row. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm not a hockey guy. It is. Tabby's like yeah. Is that yeah. A, is it a hat trick, Tabby? I think definitely a hat trick. Okay, okay. Well, a hat trick is when you three score three three points in a single game. Okay. Uh, so either way, three beers, single oh, wow. podcast, whatever, dude, it, it works. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice try. Well, so to go, anyway, we got off track. What, it, what is wow, wow. what is your pregame beer, sir? Yours. So I had the Imperial IPA from Iron Monk, uh, fantastic brewery out of Stillwater. And I, and I have to tell you, man, this Imperial IPA totally activated my palate. Um, it got my taste bros dancing. And I really think that helped set me up for this anthem beer I have, the India Pale Lager, because uh, you, you know what I mean. You get you get some yeah. of those hoppy notes, you get some of that citrus, some of that pine, and uh, so when you put some more than on top, it really just bubbles over with with beer awesomeness. So I'm glad yeah. I went with an IPA before the IPL, and uh, it's it's working. So tell us a little bit about more of this. This IPL is from Anthem Brewing, and you can yeah. find them at Anthem Brewing on all the the stuff, like their website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that. And this is an eight percent beer, so it's not nothing to just kind of. I mean, it's nothing to nothing no, light, it, right? You're right, eight percent ABV. So, so being it's a little higher APV um, for for the style here, it's not boozy, right? Still got a nice flavor. Um, I don't know the IBUs on this. If I had to guess, I'd probably put it around 55 or 60. Uh, All right. So again, it's plenty hot forward. Uh, it's not as citrusy as I'd like. So there's no orange, no tangerine, no grapefruit, at least to me that really are shining through like what I'd expect. Um, but it's okay. The, the hoppiness is still here. Um, I don't know what hops, what hop or hop blend they used. But this kind of reminds me of maybe if I maybe I'll get lucky and call this out. I would guess they've got some mosaic in this because it does have that nice hoppy punch to it. Now that really strong flavor. Um, it may have some Chinook in here. Um, the color is it's nice amber hue. It reflects to what I've seen in the past with maybe some Amarillo uh, hops. Uh, some that tends to lean more towards the yellows, yellow hues, if you will. And I may be completely wrong, but I bet there's any combination of of one or two, or maybe all three of those with some others. Um, but the flavors that I get are reminiscent of anything I just mentioned, and I'm totally okay with that. All three are fantastic. I like them all. Totally good with it. Um. So before we go to break, I want to talk about my beer, sir. 
Um, yeah, tell us about that. Now, so, and I've been saving this beer, I'll be honest. So, um, I went to high school in Pryor, Oklahoma, um, close to where you went to high school, Ray. So, Grand Lake is close, and it's a place we always go to and yes. fish, have fun, yep. whatever it is. So, when I, so I found this beer, or when I picked it up, I, I held it, and I held it, and I held it. And I was like, there's going to be a time when I want to – so, this is the time. So, I'm having Marshall's Grand Lake. Um, it's a light L and it is, it's 5%. Um, it's, it is light it, and it's made to be a crushable beer that you can take a sixer on when you're floating down to Illinois in Eastern Oklahoma. Um, when you're going to a ball game in downtown OKC, this is a beer that, you, you know, you're going to have six, 12 of, uh, you know, responsibly and safely. But it's it's a it's a good beer. It's got a little bit of a malty backbone to it, not too not too forward with that. And the same thing, it's got a very light sweet essence to it. It reminds me a little bit of a cream ale with how the, the sweetness comes on um, overall. Um, it, it does drink a little bit like a macro beer, um, and I think that's kind of the point. I think that's the style they're going for. Um, but I think it's delicious. This is, again, this is one that I could, I could see myself having a sixer of this and the sixer being gone before I realize it. Like if you're going to tailgating or whatnot. Right. So I, th I think it's, this, this is a really, this is a, for what it's going for, this is a really good beer. Um, and it's from Marshall and, you know, Marshall's been, uh, you know, I consider them one of the, the grandfathers of the Oklahoma beer scene. Um, and, and I've, I've drink plenty of their beer. I remember, I think uh, St. Patrick's Day in downtown Tulsa is the first time I really got hooked up with Marshall. They had a, one of the tents, maybe, is Arnie's still around in Tulsa? Ray, do you, or do you know Arnie's? Um, Arnie's? That used that, to be yeah, the place. Right there in the Blue Dome District, yeah. Right. So, like, it was one of their tents, and I forget which beer it was at this point, but I just remember going, like, and, you know, of course, I've probably had a few at that point, but I really got on the... Say, like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, but no, this is a really good beer. It's at Marshall Brewing on Facebook, Instagram, and dot com. Um, and so I'm gonna say this is a pretty killer beer. Um again, the 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 name of it and and I'll talk a little bit about the artwork. I think the artwork, you know, kind of gives you that lake life vibe to it. And uh it's simple. Um and uh you know, sticks out on the shelf and whatnot. So that's, that's you. my story. Go ahead, Ray. Sorry. So on, on this, you know, this, I've had a good number of these beers. Absolutely love it. I'm not trying to take over about the review here, but on the can to me, it looks like the Pensacola dam, um, which obviously makes Grand Lake and just a, a bit of trivia for the listeners. It is the longest multiple arc dam in the world. It's over a mile long. And uh, we it is have a, it's that bruiser. in Northeast Oklahoma. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that we have that. It makes it fantastic. I've got just so many memories on that lake, and a lot of them with you, bro. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool that we have that. We have the biggest something in the world here in Oklahoma, and it's totally repped in the can art of this beer. What is it called when you uh, like go underwater and get the catfish with your hands? Noodling. Noodling. So yeah. uh, Ray wasn't with me when I did this, but it was below the Pensacola Dam, and I went noodling for paddlefish. And I've got a picture of me and my buddy that 
a paddlefish we picked up below the Pensacola Dam one time. Oh yeah, yep. I remember so. you were with uh, Jeremy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so. I remember that because I didn't. I remember y'all invited me that day and I didn't get to go. And uh, y'all brought out some big so old sad. fishies. Yeah. Yep. Oh well, it happens. <laughs> so to, to recap, before we go to our next, uh, before we go to break, uh, we've got Tabby Burwell with us, the executive director of the Crap Association. Association of Oklahoma. Um, when we get back, we're going to ask her about what they're doing uh, and the things that are going on with that uh, organization. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the beers we drink. Uh, Tabby had These Nuts by Nothing's Left. Ray had uh, Always in Love from Anthem. And then I rounded out with Grand Lake from Marshall. And we'll talk more about those beers, our ratings, and our song pairings right after this. Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our Season 3 sponsors, Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on Facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, Give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude, Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. And welcome back. Thanks for hanging out through our sponsor break. So before we dive in too much further, guys, let me remind you to follow Craft Beer Bucket List on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us that five-star rating and leave us a review. Mike and I love to read those, and we appreciate y'all for doing that. And even the message we get on Instagram and the, the tags that people uh, drop on us, showing us what they're drinking, Absolutely love, love, love the social media interaction. And also a friendly reminder, we've got Tabby Burwell with us. She's the executive director of the Craft Brewers Association of Oklahoma. And we've been drinking beers tonight all from the state of Oklahoma, which is pretty okay. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. <laughs> yes, it does. Like a boss. Uh, I got to ask Tabby, were you born and raised in Oklahoma? I was. All right. Ray, I'm kind of a transplant. I was born there, and then my dad was in the Air Force, and we moved around a little bit, and then we moved back later. Uh, so I moved to Pryor, Oklahoma when I was in eighth grade. And then, Ray, what, what, when did you move to Adair, sir? Uh, total California transplant. Um, my parents moved here when I was a freshman in high school. From the San Joaquin Valley of California to Mays County, Oklahoma. 
Man. No, no culture shock at all. None. <laughs> I, I, I was okay. thinking, I've been here long, yeah. long time now, so it's all good. Yeah, you're a certified. I was born in Muskogee, so I'm literally an Okie from Muskogee. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. Good I time. grew I don't up in Jones, What's Oklahoma. Moved back to Jones, <laughs> And that's uh, that's in, in a in the Oklahoma City general metro, yeah, right? Metro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was young, or when I was young, we was always like, Oklahoma City is like that foreign place. Like, ooh. <laughs> we knew Tulsa pretty well, but Oklahoma City was just a different world. Um, so I'll, I'll get us back to the beer, sir. Uh, and yes, ma'am. please do. Um, so just kind of recap real quick. Uh, I had the Marshall Brewing Grand Lake Light L. Ray had Always in Love from Anthem. It's an IPA. And Tabby had Dee's Nuts, which is a peanut butter stout from nothing's left um i'll start us off so what we'll do ray is uh so i keep you in line because sometimes you like to get cantankerous um i'll start us off i'll give us i'll give the rating and my song we'll go okay. to ray and then i know tabby's going to come in strong with a great song recommendation so we'll leave her to uh, bring in the, the cleanup hitters position even though that's usually the fourth batter but she's the third but you know it doesn't matter um so the grand lake uh from marshall I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I thought it was a really solid beer. Um, you know, while it's solid, uh, to get to that nine and ten range, I think you got to be an exceptional beer, uh, and I like it a lot. Um, so I'm gonna give it an eight. But I'm pretty excited about like I when I was drinking this, I just I started in my head, I started singing a song, and I was like, I can't believe this actually happened to me. Like this is most of the time I gotta really think about this, but this one just happened. And the song is I Like It, I Love It from Tim McGraw. Like it just popped into my head. And I'm like, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And I'm like, oh my Lord. But I'm going to go with it. So I'm going to say I Like It, I Love It by Tim McGraw is going to be my song. And uh, I'm going to tap out. Ray, what what is your recommendation and your uh, rating, sir? Yeah, so I mean, I really, I really like his beer, Mike. Um, this IPL again from, from Anthem, the always in love, uh, you would think I would go with, uh, like a sappy love song or something like that. And no, I just, that's not me. Um, I'm, I'm rock and roll to the core. That's what I'm going with. And there's something about, um, the sick puppies. And I don't know if you're familiar with that band at all or not, Mike. Um, fantastic, fantastic band. Um, but they've got this song called you're going down. And there's just this this beer just makes me think of that song. And uh it's just like Rah! yeah. It's just by the sick beers. puppies. Yes, that's the name of the band. You're, sure, you're just puppies. not making this up. Dude, uh, Google it. Google it, Mike. <laughs> like this sounds like something you just made up. Oh my god. Of course I'm you say the, that. I'm gonna do the vomiting felines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called the sick puppies. The name of the song is you're, you're going, going down. down. Yes. Okay. If if Hoppy Hayes was here with us, she'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, Ray!" We probably headbang together and stuff. Ta- Tabby, do you, you know, know what this is? Metalhead. I have heard of the band. Okay. Uh, I didn't know the songs. Fair. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Tabby says it's yeah. it's a it's a go, so I'm gonna let you have it. Thank okay. you, thank you, Miss Tabby. Good looking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, what are you gonna rate that beer, sir? I would give this a solid eight point five out of ten. It really spoke to my taste, bros. Um, again, it has it's so hot forward and delicious, uh, but it's so clean. It's so clean. It's it's not got a smooth mouth feel. 
like it's got the lactose in it or maybe you're drinking a cream meal or anything like that. But for what it is, it's super smooth. Um, it, it felt great, medium backbone. And uh, I, I like it. Or medium backbone, medium bodied. If I could talk, that would be fantastic. I think y'all knew what I meant. But uh, no, it's great, great beer overall. Um, definitely glad to, to grab some more of these and uh, pound them down in the future. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Tabby. You're... Tabby had these nuts by nothing's left, and she was bragging about this beer, so I'm anxious to hear what she says. Well, I will say um, it is a favorite of mine, so I kind of picked that for this because I wanted a beer that I was going to like and talk about something I like. Uh, but it was also a 2019 top 10 beers uh, to try at Great American Beer Festival by the Denver Post. So I'm not the only one that I think likes these nuts. Um, I will tell you, I think this is a solid nine. From a stout perspective, I, I like stouts, but I I could I could drink this anytime. Um, I really tend to go with stouts typically, and I like the ones that are flavorful. And so I think if you like sweeter stouts that have you know the peanut butter or, or flavor like that, then you're going to probably like this beer. Uh, and what I like is it's not something you can only get once or it's on you know, app every once in a while. You can get it every time you walk into nothing Rock or um, you can get it canned or. A growler and stuff too. So that's what I like. I, I don't like when I like a beer and then it's only there every once in a while because then I kind of have to keep waiting and I like to do that. I'm not sure. I would say a nine. Not that I think that it needs to improve, but I, I will give it a nine. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, my you don't song, have to modify it. That and then my song, uh, do you guys know who the Abbott Brothers is? Yes. yes. Um, so we tend to travel a lot for the Avett Brothers, and Tulsa is kind of our go-to. So when I think of Tulsa, and I think of nothing for us, because we'll usually stop in there, um, there's a song called Murder in the City. And they have a famous line in Murder in the City that says, always remember there's nothing for sharing except the love that we're sharing. And I love the Avett Brothers, and so I think of Tulsa, and now it's my beer. See Ray, that's that's a band that everybody knows. It is. <laughs> it's, hey, you know, it's, it's not, not like the, it's not like the sick puppies. Yeah, it's not my fault that you don't listen to good music, Mike. So you can't. <laughs> um, oh man, um, I'm picking on you. I'm picking on you. Man. What a jerk! I All right, know, so I know. Uh, the Avid Brothers is a high quality band. I don't know about the sick puppies. I might have to Google this up. I suppose. Um, nope. But so before we kind of move on and, and talk about a little bit of what the the Craft Brewers Association of Oklahoma is doing these days, um, just to kind of give a quick recap, and we'll talk about this as we go in. Like we we, we did all Oklahoma beers, and they all scored pretty well uh, from an eight, eight point five, and nine uh, from the Grand Lake, uh, from Marshall to the Anthem, Always in Love, and then nothing's left. These nuts. Um, we've got a variety of styles here. A variety of beers and some really good scores. So that makes me happy that we all had beers we liked. So it makes me all all soft inside. Um, right? Hey, yeah. I I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that we all have an affinity for Oklahoma. I I love the place. Yeah. Uh, I talk about it. Uh, I've lived. In, Ray has too, and I, you may have as well. Too. I've lived in a few different spots now, and people are like, "All you talk about is Oklahoma." And I'm like, well, it's kind of an all right place. So Oklahoma, who knew? So who knew? Who knew? 
Oh, Lord. Uh, so <laughs> we need to segue away from that. Um, so, uh, Tabby, one of the things that I've seen that you that you with the association has done recently is the Oklahoma Craft Beer Trail. And I'm very interested to hear you uh, tell us how that came about, uh, what it is, uh, how it works and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, I think this has been my baby project. And, um, you know, when I was first approached for this job, um, my first question was, why do we not have a craft beer trail? Uh, so that I could understand why, have they worked with tourism before? Have they even thought about this? Um, the opportunity was wide open for me, um, if you will. So um, I came into this job and obviously I had to get a lot of other things going before I could you know, dive right into a craft beer trail. But um, I'd say month four into my job, I had a meeting with the Department of Tourism and said, hey, how do I get billboards on the highway like the fishing trail, but with craft beer? And they kind of laughed and said, that's a Matt Pinnell thing and good luck. Uh, you don't, we don't have the money for that. Uh, but let us introduce you to our friends at the Department of Agriculture because they helped establish the wine trail. Um, and so they introduced me to the people I needed to know at the Department of Agriculture and it just so happened that um, by happenstance with COVID, they weren't able to participate in many things uh, in the prior year, like the state fair where a lot of their money goes and things like that. So after conversations and meetings with them, uh, they were able to fully fund our craft beer trail for us. Um, and what that means is they developed all of the collateral, all of the marketing, all of the design. Uh, they really spearheaded that project. Um, and we worked hand in hand together on that. Um, and we launched that uh, in July of this year. And um, what that means is we have 57 members in our association, and we couldn't um, just have our members on that trail. It's a statewide initiative. So they led that trail or that initiative for the trail. Um, there's 60 breweries on the trail, uh, and they have, broke, they have broken them up by region. So you can essentially you know, discover the Oklahoma City region on the trail for yourself. Um, and they have these available at, um, you can you can request brochures on Travel OK's website. Um, they have taken over craftbeerok.com. Um, so if you go to that website, you can see the interactive PDF version or whatever you want to do on there. Uh, and then they're also in every welcome center across the state. So nine welcome centers um, across the moment. So I didn't get those billboards that we talked about, but it doesn't mean I won't. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, and then really where I'm going with this for 2022 um, is I want a passport series. I want people to want to navigate these and check them off of their list and get rewarded for that. I came from tourism. I know um, what that does to people when you give them a, a passport booklet or you do this digitally, people are going to want what that end result is. So I go to Tim Murray, I get a free shirt or I get a time class or whatever it is. That's my next goal with this trail. And um, I couldn't be more proud that it happened. It happened very quickly for us. And from an association that came up, you know, came up from zero dollars, um, we were able to get that fully funded, which was remarkable in itself. Um, there's not many states that can just easily walk into the Department of Ag and get that done. I've just seen, and I'll say, I'll say this, like, uh, of course I saw, I follow different stuff on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm sure Ray does as well is that, um, I've seen a pretty good social media push, uh, behind it. And that's what I like to see is, um, you know, you know, there's always, there's a lot of good ideas out here, but getting it in front of the right people or the right eyeballs, so to speak, 
is also, uh, you know, a good marketing mix in and of itself. Um, so that's been pretty impressive. And overall, I also like the, the, the theme that they came up with, with the color scheme, uh, the font choice, uh, the logo and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just think it looks cool. Uh, and I like the logo and, and, and like you said, you know, like I've got somewhere on my desk and I've got the, the Oklahoma fishing trail sticker. Right. Um, and I think about like, you know, these different things, you know, the passport, the trails and all that, and people being the destination. Yeah. They're yeah. Stickers are so cool. Um, so I, so anyway, that's, I've been pretty impressed with that. I was also something else I saw, uh, recently that was on social media was your advent calendar box. And I want to specifically make sure that we plug that a little bit. Um, cause this is another idea that I'm very jealous of, uh, and I think it's killer. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, this is an idea that uh, a friend of mine, actually, when I first took this job, she was like, do an advent calendar. Um, and I, I proposed this to our board, and they were behind it. And uh, essentially what we'll do is uh, we, on Wednesday, no, Friday this week, oh, the days are all running together, Friday this week, so November 5th, uh, we will open up sales for an advent calendar to our enthusiast members. Our enthusiast members are... Uh, those who join uh, $40 a year, they get discounts to breweries all across the state. Um, but they also get early registration at any of our events. And so Advent Calendar is going to be one of those. Um, we have a 12 Days of Christmas box. The box is themed. It's holiday um, you know, designed. Um, it was designed by Glenn Stand. It's a familiar Glenn Stand. There's a lot of glass there and marketing materials for breweries all across the state or across the country. Um, and they partnered with me because they have never done a 12 days of Christmas. They have been doing 24 days. Um, so they completely designed our, our advent calendar for us. And we're actually working with Del Rogers Training Center. They employ people with disabilities. Um, and they're putting all these advent calendars together for us. Um, so I am working with 26 breweries across the state. Uh, they're supplying me with their beer, holiday and fire beer. Um, and no Avid condo will be the same. So you're not going to open day one and, you know, your friends all have the same day one. Everybody's going to have different beer. Um, and this is just a great gift to give. It's $65. Um, so we will open it up on November 5th for those enthusiast members. And then we open it November 10th for everyone else, if there is any left. Um, and so the first 300 that get their hands on these boxes. The way we will be doing this, though, because um, technically we can't sell alcohol. Um, is we're selling you a ticket for an event. So it's our Hoppin' Holiday Party. Um, when you go and you sign up for that ticket, you're saying, I want to go to the Tulsa event or I want to go to the Oklahoma City event. So December 7th is Tulsa at Avon Boys. Uh, you pick your, your ticket for that Avon calendar and you'll show up, take pictures of Santa if you want and pick up your Avon calendar that day. And then December 8th, uh, we're doing that in Oklahoma City. We have Santa as well. Uh, you'll come to Vanessa House and you pick up your Avon calendar there. Yeah, I think that, you know, and that's, you know, I know it's, uh, I have a feeling it's just going to sell out. I mean, like this, you know, just to be oh, honest, it's going to be gangbusters. I, I really um, so as, as, uh, beyond that, uh, what, what else do y'all have going on coming up? Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, we also, small business Saturday, we did this last year for the first time, but we do pint days. Um, so we have a, a artist who designs our glass. 
Um, we supply glasses across uh, the state to the breweries that participate. I want to say we have 36 or 38 breweries signed up for 2021. Uh, we distribute these glasses across the state, uh, and they sell the glass for $10 um, with a free beer. And that just goes right back to the brewery. So the idea behind this is to go in and support your brewers, um, but you get some really cool glass there, and hopefully you start to collect these through the years. The one that um, the one we have this year is designed by Lisa from Cabin Boys. If you're familiar with Cabin Boys artwork, she does amazing stuff. Um, and oh, yeah. our glass there is designed to really um, depict our craft beer trail. So I'm really excited okay. about it. It is really cool. And you can you can go on craftbeer.org. That's our website. Click on events and the glass. The art is on that glass there. You can see it already. Um, we just haven't made a big big push for it yet. Um, and so that's on November 27th, a small business Saturday. I'll tell you, they sold out really quick last year. Um, we had people calling and emailing, asking who still had glasses left. Um, I'll tell you, the outer parts of our state tend to not run out of them so fast. So think Enid and, and things like that. That's the ones that you want to start going to first. So right. they're the ones that are flooded like Oklahoma City or Um And then other events to keep on your radar since I'm drinking a stout right now. You can speak to this. December 4th, we are bringing back strong ale fest. Um, so this is 8% beer and higher. Uh, it's nice. December 4th from 5.30 to 8.30. It's at a venue called Station 13 in Tulsa. Um, it's a old fire station, so it's real cool, but it's an outdoor event. We're obviously taking COVID precautions safely. We don't, we don't want anybody getting sick. Um, but we'll have outside heaters. We have a tent. We have 20 breweries signed up to be there. Um, we have, if you're an enthusiast member, we have a special VIP area that's catered to for just the enthusiasts, but it's also indoors. We have a chance to go in um, and get out of the cold if it's cold that way. Um, but everybody's going to be bringing their game with their, their stouts and their, their high point years. And um, everybody, I think, is excited to bring this event back. We haven't had this event in three years. Um, so it'll be great. We're also pushing it for Tulsa this year, which we have never done. Uh, so I just encourage you just go to our website and, and look at that. Um, other things that we're doing, we're, we're hitting a whole new board. So this hasn't really been done in the last six years. You think, um, you know, before my time, it's been kind of the same people running the organization. Uh, so we have some new, new blood coming in to CBAO and uh, I think new ideas, um, trying things that are, that are, we haven't done before. I'll tell you, keep your eye out for spring. We're doing an event called Water Land Day Festival. Um, where we're, we're partnering with the Nature Conservancy and Conservation Coalition and Trout Unlimited, and it'll be a, a street festival in Tulsa and in the Lydia District. Um, and there'll be all loggers, and a portion of those cells will go back to the uh, organizations that we're partnering with. Um, and it, it'll be a really cool event. Airloom is kind of leading the charge on that, and uh, I think they've been really passionate about it, as well as Stone Cloud. They've been passionate about that event as well. And, and that's craftbeerok.org, right? Yeah. So craftbeerok.org. And then um, on the social medias, uh, I mean, most, I think it's Craft Brewers OK at Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. Twitter. And is it the same Instagram? Okay. Yeah, uh, I know I've seen that several different times across there. Um, I'm mostly, I'm on Instagram the most, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I think that may be the new thing. Uh, I'm terrible at Facebook. Like I get on there, but then I'm just like, I don't want to do anything with Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. Uh, We're uh, on all the channels. So 
whatever you are on, we're there. Um, I, I will tell you too, one thing I left out is keep your eye out if you're a fan of the craft beer trail. Um, we hope to roll out some e-commerce sites soon so you can get apparel and um, all the swag you possibly might want for the craft beer trail that's on my list as well. Um, so I would say keep an eye out for that. If, and we, we do just put these stickers out at our breweries so you can get them for free too. Um, they just run out of them very quickly. And, and um, what I think is super cool overall is I remember when I was young uh, and first getting into craft beer there in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we were trying different beers, uh, uh, you know, McNally's downtown or whatnot. Um, and to see the growth and the, the, just the difference craft beer has made in Oklahoma and you know, the, for me, because I moved away and now I moved back closer and just to see the difference, um, as far as people's enthusiasm, as far as the number of breweries, as far as like the, 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 the quality of beer, um, I think is, you know, I think that's, you know, part of it is, you know, when you get more breweries around the people naturally kind of step up and keep doing bigger and cooler things. So, um, I've got to say, and I, you know, I think it's Welltown. I have a tequila barrel aged lager that I bought a couple of bottles of. Is it Welltown? Ray, you were with me when I bought this. That was that we were at Welltown. I remember that. That was Welltown. So I bought two bottles of this and I had I had one not too long ago. And that I'm telling you, that may be the best dang barrel aged lager I've ever. I mean, it was that beer is fantastic. And I've got another bottle right over there somewhere that I'm saving. Because I'm, it is, it was so good that I'm not sure it's gotta be, I mean, I don't know, like I'm going to have to, and I'm not going to have any more kids, but I'm gonna have to have another child or something to break open this model or something, you know? So, um, and I just think about that, like, you know, almost 20 years ago when I was 21 in downtown Tulsa or Oklahoma city or whatever, wherever I was at that time, Stillwater, um, this wasn't a thing, Right. Uh, we, we were going, we were drinking Shinerbach, uh, at, at some bar and Shinerbach's fine beer, but it's not Oklahoma beer. And just like to think about the transformation of the scene is incredible. Okay. Yeah. So I want to move on. I can sit there and talk all day about that. Um, so we got, again, we got Tabby Burwell, uh, executive director of the craft brewers association of Oklahoma. And that's a mouthful. And you said, you call it CBAO. Yeah. CBAO. <laughs> I think that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so we're, we're to the point where we're kind of winding down the, the show here, uh, got a few, uh, question Q and a time. And this is really when we ask questions that are not beer related at all. Um, Ray, uh, and I kind of, kind of bounce back and forth, but it's also your time. If you want to get, have fun and, uh, ask a question or, or make fun of Ray, uh, both it's allowed. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll kind of start off uh, a question I like um, is, you know, overall, if, if an actor or an actress, I think they're all called actors now is the politically correct thing to do. If somebody was playing you in a movie, what actor, actress would it be? Who would you choose? Yeah, that's, a hard question. that's an awesome one. I like I already know my answer, but, you know. Okay, repeat your question. If so if they were making a movie, if they were making a movie about your life, right? And and I, I'm, you know, 
<laughs> I was about to say, like, if even if it's a boring movie, <laughs> I don't mean it bad. Just giving you a hard time. But it's a movie about your life, right? And, and you could pick who plays you in that movie. You know, who would it be? Um, and I have different answers depending on who I talk to, but I've got everything from like Will Ferrell to John Candy to, you know, <laughs> to whoever, but who would play, who would play Tabby Burwell in a movie? Julia Roberts. That's a good, see, I knew it was oh, a good solid. answer. Julia so Roberts, solid, solid answer. Yeah. Uh, nice. Is, is there a reason why? I don't, you don't have to say, but. Um, I mean, she's a fantastic actress, yeah. but, um, sure. I just think of like her and Phil Magnolia and then her and Pretty Woman and then just like how, how much she can transform. My life has kind of been that. I can't yeah. when I was 20. So like I've been through a bunch of crap, right? Um, but then like you get that typical fairy tale story too. So I feel like that's kind of how my life has transformed and I think she's kind of a cheer player, a very good person in my, my life. Did you ever watch, did you ever watch that movie Closer with her in it? No. Uh, it's got Natalie Portman, her, um, Jude Law, somebody else. It's, it's, so it's, uh, check it out. That's all I'll say. And I, I'm a big fan of Julie. I think she's awesome. So, okay. and, and she's, and she's attractive. So that helps out. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Ray, it's your turn. What do you got? So if you could sit down and have any meal with Julia Roberts, what would it be? Oh man, like specific meal or a plate? Uh, either or is fine. Just whatever it comes in, it comes to mind is is fine with me. Have you guys heard of Grace Letter in Oklahoma City? Oh, I have okay. not. Jeff Black, who came from Jamaica, he was a chef at the Skirvin for a while. Um, okay. He, I mean, it is a. 10 course meal. It's probably the best meal I've ever had in my life. Um, I took media there once and um, I never thought like a gold plated mushroom would be my jam, but probably the best meal. I mean, they talk a lot about nonsense in Oklahoma City. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it made that Bon Appetit uh, best restaurant in 2019 or something. Uh, Grace Water is phenomenal. It is decent by a thousand times. Um, and it seems fancy and, and over the top, but it is literally the best thing I've ever had. Oh, I'll see you. Roberts going. She would love it. I, I feel like Julia Roberts is the kind of person that would kind of enjoy any meal. It's more about the atmosphere. Like as long as the mm -hmm. food's good, right? But she she would make the experience itself, right? With her with her, oh, yeah. with her personality. I'm not sure like um like you're just while you're describing I think you know like I would like to have I think Daniel Day Lewis is amazing, but I don't think having lunch with him would be that incredible. <laughs> well, He'd be fair, scowling yeah. at me the whole time, judging me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, credible actor. Uh, so I've got one more before I'll, I'll turn it over and, and kind of be quiet. Um, you know, I ask I ask people this a lot. Uh, so uh, Tabby, I'm not sure if you know this or not. You you may heck I don't know. Uh, I'm a professor, and so I, I teach courses with a lot of young folks. And we talk a lot about uh, five and ten year plans. Like, what, what's your five year goal? Your ten year goal, professionally and personally. Um, so my question is: is like, what is something that you know 
you personally want to do uh like be like what's like what's like a major goal that you that you want to accomplish um personally in the next 5 10 15 years or whatnot and and why Oh God! I feel like I'm a job interview. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really good. I see. I should do this. I should do. This. I should be like an HR specialist. Yeah. Um, so, I think honestly, pay off our home so that we can buy lake property and move to the lake. Like that's where we want to retire. Um, as you fall or something like that. My husband is tournament back fishing, and so um, gives me his thing. I would do whatever is there, but um, I would say financially pay off our home that we just built two years ago, um, if that's even possible. But you know, I have two six-year-old boys, and so personally, I want to dive into my children as much as I can, because um, it's such a short life we have, and so I want to experience them and all all of their things and life with them um, before they. You know, mom and dad aren't cool anymore, and um, they live in their bedrooms, and you know all the things. And so, um, I think just take every day and, and enjoy it. That's short term, but it's also long term. Is uh, I don't if your husband does bass fishing, he's probably heard of Lake Dardanelle. It's a it's a big bass fishing lake here in Arkansas. Anyway, that's sure. that's where I live. There's all kinds of bass tournaments all the time. It's the home of. Uh, John Daly, the golfer. Yeah, that's our claim to fame. If that's what you, I'm sure he knows all about it. Yeah, yeah. There's a and so I. I mean, I go fishing here a lot, but I'm not a. I'll go bass fishing, but it's not my preferred. But there's a ton of it. So anyway, I'm with you on the lake life. I love it. He's on a boat, so I think he gets like kind of like doing that, and you know. I just need to make money for it. That's what I need. If he's going to do it, he needs to make money. Right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ray, you got any additional questions for our special guest? What question do you have for Mike? And I completely random, just spitball off the top of your head. What have you got for us? I think that'd be a great way to round this out. Who's the most interesting person you've met? Oh, I'll let Ray go first. Man, um, that's that's tough. Um, I've lot. had the opportunity to meet so many people, um, celebrities and otherwise. Um, golly, man. So recently, welcome back. So, so, so okay. Read this was last year. Um, I was on the set of a movie that was being filmed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and I'll just tell this story. I think it's funny, but I got to meet uh, Eva Longoria um, on the set of a movie called Unplugging, and um, so we we had a quick introduction before, um, you know, this one little <clears throat> scene that took place. But uh, where we were filming was kind of out in the country, and I I can't give away the premise of the movie here, but it was filmed out in the middle of nowhere, and um, I. And I had to use the men's room, which they had a trailer that was brought out in part. So I went, walked up the little stairs to the trailer men's room. And when I came out, there was this tiny little car parked outside. And uh, Eva was off close to this car taking a selfie with some folks that were on set. And um, 
I didn't realize that the car that was parked at the bottom of the steps where I couldn't really walk down was her ride. So I was standing at the bottom of the steps, you know, waiting for this car to move so I could go back to where I was supposed to be. And I wound up somehow standing in the way of her getting into the car. And so Eva, bless her heart, is a tiny little human. And I am a massive man. Like, I'm huge. And uh, she gets on herself and she comes to the car. She's just looking at me like, dude, why are you here? And I'm like, uh, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I was just trying to go back to work. And then there's a super awesome, famous human that's looking at me like, why are you here? And there was this awkward moment. And I'm like, Miss Longoria, I'm so sorry, my bad. And I, and I step back a little bit and she's like, it's okay, big guy. And she just gets in the car and they bolt. And I'm like, oh, that was Eva's car, my bad. I was just trying to to go. So anyway, uh, for me in the moment, just random experience, it was kind of fun. She's a super awesome individual, just very friendly, uh, very personable. And uh, I probably scared her a lot because I'm just was towering next to her vehicle. And I did I realize it later, I was standing right by her car. Oh my gosh, she probably thought I was this weird guy trying to stalk her down or something. And no, I just had to, I had to go pee and I wanted to go back to work. So, <laughs> but fun, fun little story. Um, I, I enjoyed that. So it's cool to be in a, in that environment. And it's really awesome that we're getting more and more stuff like that in Oklahoma. Okay. All right. So I, I've got a, this is, I don't know if it's a letdown. I think, it, I don't think so, but I've met several people, right? Like uh, famous people. Um, I got the chance to meet Denzel Washington once, uh, Shaquille O'Neal once, and, and have been like in the same room with a couple other people. However, and cool people, nice people. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal uh, was great. Uh, I got to meet Chuck Norris once, was fantastic. However, when you ask me who the most interesting person I've ever met was, without a doubt, it's somebody that's not famous for at all. Um, <laughs> I had a student, and I'm not sure if he'll ever listen to this. He, is, uh, he was a student of mine at Eastern Kentucky University, and we've maintained contact with friends on Facebook, right? Um, his name is Luke Mason, and by all measures. He's got to be one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He is Native American and has traveled the world uh, representing uh, Native American tribes as an ambassador. So he's like, you know, done some stuff in New Zealand, Europe, Africa. He uh, wow. he works for the National Park Service. Uh, he's worked with uh, youth that are um, not endangered. I'm trying to think, uh, you know, youth with issues, troubles. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he's just done some amazing, like, and he's young. I want to say he's probably in his late twenties by now, but like for his age, he's just done this amazing things. And every time I talk to him, I'm like, I am so effing jealous. Like I, and one of the projects <laughs> we worked on together is we went to, uh, Outer Banks, North Carolina and did oyster reef restoration. And that's when like he and I initially met and like, we're, we're, we're doing this stuff and you're all dirty and nasty and whatever. Right. And he's talking about some of the stuff he's done in like his short life, you know, like at that point, like from high school to that point, it's only a few years. And he's just talking about everything. I'm like, like, who the hell are you? You know, like, like really, like, I really feel like he could be, uh, one of the most interesting men in the world for stuff. he And it's not because he's trying, 
this, and I think this is the best part. And and Luke, I hope you listen to this and you uh, feel really good because I, I think you deserve it. Um, I think he has the biggest heart as well. And, and I think that's what, you know, it's, it's, he's not doing it he, for fame or money, obviously not for fame or money. He's just, and, and this is what I like about millennials. I'll be honest, is they just do it because they want to. And I, and I mm-hmm. love that. I know a lot of people put a lot of baloney on millennials and give them a lot of crap. Uh, I don't, I don't buy into that. He is just an interesting dude and I could go on and on about him. And I'm, and, and so, uh, you may never meet him. Um, I'm sure if you added him on Facebook, he'd be like, sure, whatever. <laughs> but he's just an incredible guy. He's done a lot of different stuff. Uh, he's got a lot of passion. Um, he's super knowledgeable about uh, you know Native American history, culture, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and I've told him several times uh, he's got to come down and visit and hang out and all that because uh, he currently lives uh, in St. Louis. He works at the uh, uh, the national park there. St. Louis Arch and whatnot. So I know that's a, it's not probably the answer that we were all thinking like, you know, but I'll be honest, like when people ask me, there's, there's another person too, that is also super interesting. His name's Corey that Ray actually knows Corey. And uh, I always thought his life was pretty interesting that he does medieval reenactment fighting. And I just, I'm not interested in doing it myself, but it's, I think people that do reenactment stuff are interesting people. So yeah, super passionate about what they're right. into. Like, yeah. just die hard, and that's pretty cool because you don't yeah. see that so much nowadays. So right. it's cool when somebody just dives in head first and just owns it. What about you, Tabby? Sorry, I, I talked a long time. What about you? Oh, I asked you guys this question. I wasn't planning for me to have the answer. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I think you're probably the most interesting person I ever met. Um, so when I did tourism... Uh, there is a lady, her name is Kelly Payne, who runs the Oklahoma City Stockyards. And she grew up in the stockyards with her parents going there. Um, and now she is the first female to run the Oklahoma City Stockyards in all of its hundred plus years of existence. And she's a spitfire and she knows agriculture and farming and cattle like nobody else. And like, that's not my world. I don't know much about it, but it is the most fascinating thing is like how it runs with such a business. And when people come from, let's say, Arkansas and spend their weekend in Oklahoma City to sell their cattle, and that's their full year worth of income. And they do that in a matter of, you know, they still pick up the phone, do their auction, you know, the auctioneer stuff is going on. And I mean, a, a, a female who's maybe 120 pounds, five foot five, maybe. Um, is running that place and is there at five o'clock in the morning or earlier and leaves at 10 o'clock at night every day. I mean, she is awesome and she is super interesting. She's great to listen to. She knows the history of our city and, um, she's awesome. She's just an awesome person. So also not somebody you would expect. Um, I also have met a lot of people in my life. Um, I used to work for what was the Ford Center back then. So like all the famous people that were on those screens. Things like that would come through, but those are they're interesting. But um, I think it's people with stories and um, you know grit. I think that helps kind of make them them interesting. So, and, and going back to the idea of grit, Dardanelle, Arkansas, where I'm currently at, is home of the True Grit story. So, yeah, full circle there. Um, I know it's time for us to say, "See you later, goodbye." Uh, it's time for us to close this out. So I'm going to kind of 
do a soft uh, soft closing here is um, just to kind of go back to the beer because uh, that's why we're here. Um, Tabby had these nuts by Nothing's Left, uh, gave it a nine. I had the Grand Lake by Marshall, gave it an eight. Ray had Always in Love by Anthem, gave it an 8.5. Across the board, we added three beers to our craft beer bucket list. Three beers that you have to try before you die. Tabby, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We sincerely enjoyed it. Um, uh, you know, I look forward to the day we can have a beer together uh, and we can both make fun of Ray in the same room. <laughs> so, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Ray, I'll let you take it out, sir. You know, before before I do that, Mike, I got to tell you, I'm disappointed. So we, we uh, had these, we I'm had sorry. these three awesome Oklahoma beers and you failed yeah. to mention that it's a solid lineup. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of our a, thing, Tabby, to say we have a solid lineup. I, and I do miss lineup. it. I miss it a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I still love you. So anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. And I have to echo Mike. Thank you so much, Tabby, for uh, taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, I appreciate you carving out the time. Uh, to, to join us tonight. So everybody else, do us a solid. Check out the social medias for all three breweries. Send them some love. We are all about supporting local. You don't have to be a resident of Oklahoma to support local. Be sure to come check out the Oklahoma Craft Beer Trail. If you're making travel arrangements for next year or maybe later this year, who knows? Be sure to stop into some of the local breweries that we have in our state. We'd love to, to have you here. Welcome to Oklahoma. I'll say it before you all get here. If you're in Oklahoma, check it out as well. Uh, if and again, while you're at it, look at us on social media, Craft Beer Bucket List on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, leave us that five star rating on Apple if you're tuning in from Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you're brand new to iHeartRadio, we just recently started broadcasting there as well. So if you're tuning in from that pl- platform, we appreciate it. So also one last favor, and I'll stop asking y'all for stuff. Please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And we will catch y'all on the next episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. Adios! Craft Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt, LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.